1: Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at Poor Richard's Cafe located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch, I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Taylor Raglin and Brian Murphy, gentlemen. For the first time this year, let's talk softball. Oh, okay. I guess. Uh, well, I guess in light of the uh, of the cold weather this week, uh, a lot of our districts have either either begun, like is this the case in Frisco, or mm-hmm. they uh, they start some point this week. I know for nine six A and eight five A, you know, they start tonight and whatnot. So, um, yeah, for the uh, for the very first time, let's. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's bat around some uh, some early observations from uh, from softball season. We've had what well, I guess what two three weeks worth of tournaments for these teams to you know show some early signs of what they might have in store this season. And with the uh, with district play about to begin and the most important phase of the regular season about to uh, take off, let's yeah let's just talk a bit about just some things that have caught our eye from around our coverage area for uh, for softball so far. So we'll have the three of us you know talk a little bit about some of the takeaways from our markets. Then later on we will bring on Devin Hassan, Kendrick. John- Johnson and Justin Thomas to round it out. So, um, Brian, you, that Frisco District is already how many games in? Four. Four. Okay, so you've already got an idea of what is in store in Frisco, so what have been some of the early developments out in District 9-5A and some initial takeaways on what Frisco ISD has? I mean, that's fewer
2: games than some of the other sports we've already <laughs> tried to dive into when y'all hadn't even started a district game yet. <laughs> um, Wakeland, <coughs> excuse me, they're still good. Okay, they're three and one. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> they've been the the uh, softball, I guess, powerhouse the last couple years. They had a stud pitcher, Kendall Fritz. She's gone, but you still have some heavy hitters, uh, Dom Rodriguez. You know, one of the one of the top hitters in the area last year. She's back at third base. Wakeland, they're three and one, but there are two four 4-0 teams. In, uh, in Frisco right now, Centennial Kind of a surprise there at 4-0 mm-hmm. uh, And then Independence, a team that I saw Last year lose in the first round of the playoffs To Little Elm, a really good Little Elm team That we'll talk about here in a little bit With some really good young talent uh, lots of good freshmen and sophomores on that playoff team and they're 4-0 mm-hmm. Macy Allen uh she put up some monster stats her freshman year you know almost an equally good season last year as well their catcher she's a good player to watch in that district she's a junior uh could be an MVP candidate they're 4-0 and then Reedy and Lone Star they're right there at mm-hmm. 3-1 uh, as well so you have you know five teams right now in the thick of things fighting for four spots and that's not to say that you know teams like Heritage or, or Liberty couldn't couldn't fight for those spots you know later down the road that are 1-3 but you know Couple games. There's an 18 game district, yeah, still uh, 10 team district at that. So a lot can happen uh, in Frisco ISDU.
1: Who did you feel like coming into this was maybe the, uh, the, fr- the initial front mm. runner in this district?
2: A kind of independence. Okay. Independence, they were loaded with young talent and then they, they took. They had Little Elm on the ropes last year And that was an entertaining series Mm -hmm. In the first round Little Elm uh, barely hung on to win You know, I looked at that independence team They had some hitters They had some good pitching And I'm like, hey You know, with Kendall Fritz leaving You know, you can't count out Wakeland Who's been, you know District champion year in and year out in In this softball district but I was kind of looking at Independence. That 4-0, 4-0 record to start didn't surprise me one bit, and I, I'd expect
1: Independence to be to be right there in the mix for, for District Crown in these coming weeks. DFW Fast Pitch, one of the well-known softball outlets on social media, they release their weekly rankings, and they have two Frisco ISD squads within their top six over in 5A. Ironically enough, Independence is not one of them. Mm. Uh, they have Reedy in at number five and Wakeland in at number six.
3: Well,
2: Wakeland with the you know with the name they still have like I said they still have the heavy hitters yeah. and Reed either right there three and one yeah. so I mean I, I, that list will fluctuate you know no, have any no, no. of them play like
1: how's that schedule structured is it just a, a standard round robin yeah or? yeah they, they, it's not back to back okay it's,
2: it's you know they play you know the first nine I guess and then they start it back over and then play the 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 other nine and it's
1: curious if like if any of those powerhouses have played one another already
2: or uh, well. Independence already beat Wakeland, three okay. to two in eight innings, extra mm-hmm. innings. So that kind of kind of tells you a little bit about mm-hmm. uh, you know the legitness of, of Independence so far.
1: We talk about the um, you know the DFW fast pitch poll just for the uh, just for the Metroplex rankings, and over in six A, you've got a district like nine six A, which is you know, when you think of Plano ISD and Allen McKinney ISD and now Prosper, I mean there's so many formidable softball programs within that district alone and you look over these rankings and just within the top ten in the Metroplex for DFW Fast Pitch, you have five programs from District 968. That's one more than there are playoff spots. Now. Yes. Conveniently. <laughs> yes, Taylor. So.
4: <laughs> and this
2: sounds really familiar to girls basketball. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It's that way in a lot of sports with this district. So, Taylor, yes, um, whether it's Plano West, Plano East, two teams that do crack this poll Plano West checking in at number 7 Plano East at number 9 in the area um, what are some initial impressions from those two schools
4: I mean it's hard to get a read on on both of them because they missed the playoffs season ago have some pretty significant turnover for for um, you know different spots in the lineup especially at East but you know I guess we'll start with West and and if you're going to start with West you have to start with You know, the superstar Mm -hmm. You have to start with Tatum Boyd The Stanford commit Missed the majority of last season After a freak um, Broke her finger, I believe Against Allen in the first round district play Mm -hmm. Um, Couldn't come back You know, started maybe pitching a little bit But couldn't hit toward the end And It was basically just kind of a lost season From the point that she went down Because, um, you know, as we know in softball As opposed to a lot of other sports You know, one player can really drive An entire team forward Especially if it's a pitcher Especially a pitcher Because, you know, it's not as taxing on the arm You get to go night in, night out Mm -hmm. um, And she is, you know, just that quick An essential superstar. You know, she was already. um, You know, I was talking to head coach Mike Ledson the other day, um, and she's already thrown a perfect game and a no hitter this season. Um, she she hits at the plate as well, uh, so getting her back is is huge. Within there's also you know a couple of other um, seniors, especially Lisa Rosado. I look at her mm-hmm. uh, also as another leader. Um, you know her and Boyd have been you know there for their entire careers at the varsity level. Um, really good, solid core uh, leadership. Then also you have you know you hate to see a, a team season swing on the loss of one player. But kind of a byproduct of that is is they had a lot of girls come up last season um, and, and play more innings and, and see more action than maybe they would have just because everything was so uh, in flux basically throughout the year. So, you know, one name I really look at is, is Morgan Lester Jr., um, I thought she had a pretty good season last year. Um, will will definitely play a bigger role this year, and that's kind of the theme of the entire uh, team. You know, they're they're largely not young. You know, a lot of juniors and stuff too. But you know, they got some experience last year. They have Tatum Boyd back as kind of the spearhead, um, and, and I really see them making a return to the playoffs so she can stay healthy. She's just she's just so dominant. Um, you know, and, and on the east side, it's it's a it's a little different scenario. You know, you look at, at Plano East, you lose some pretty big and. Uh, Influential names from a Mm -hmm. season where they essentially missed the playoffs by like half a game. You know, (laughs) they tied with Allen at the end, uh, lost on tiebreakers, and and ended up in fifth place uh, thanks to a week where they lost to Allen in extra innings and then lost to Plano uh, to finish things out. So, really tough late Mm -hmm. into the season. Um, Obviously, that's motivation for them, especially for uh, the returners. You know, you look at Ashley Dart. Uh, Ronnie Ramos, um, Nicole High. uh, They have a lot of talent back. Uh, Carson Armijo, you know, being a junior, obviously is probably the most talented UCLA uh, commit, probably the most talented player. Um, You know, so that core is still there, but at the same time, you know, you lose uh, Bella Konetska at second base. You lose... um, you know Markley in the outfield. You lose Gabby Lopez, who really, really did a good job last season of of kind of spelling Armijo when you know she couldn't go, and, and kind of being that number two option in the circle, which Highs had to take over this year. So. I would say, you know, out of the two clubs, West, maybe there's a little bit more, um, I don't want to say certainty, because who knows in this district, but I feel a little bit more confident about them behind Tatum Boyd, uh, Rosado, and and the rest of that lineup. But Plano East is a great program. You know, they're not accustomed to missing the playoffs. Um, They do bring back. A lot of players. They bring back a lot of experience. They bring back um, some good leadership. So you know, it, it's a case where I could see both of these teams turning it around from missing the postseason a season ago to you know getting in the tournament this year and, and maybe even you know I, I'm sure you'll talk about Plano having all 3.0 uh, ISD schools in the postseason. We'll see.
1: Brian, uh, just some quick notes on Prosper just because in Prosper, making the jump to uh, to mm-hmm. Class 6A, they've held up just fine in every other sport. It yeah. feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you? Uh, I guess do you foresee that that uh, form holding in softball or?
2: Yeah, I don't see why not. <laughs> I mean, they're coming off a fourteen and zero district run last year. Their best, probably their best season. Uh, actually, their best season in five yeah. A a year ago. They lose one of the best and most dominant pitchers that the area that the state really saw last year in Rachel I quote, she had you know she was on a tear after you know starting the year a little injured and then really hit her stride right before district play she was a dominant pitcher she's graduated so now prosper's kind of you know going back and forth between a few pitchers um, there was one in particular, Alyssa Griffin, who I've seen uh, has, you know, taken the circle a lot of times this year. She's a freshman mm-hmm. uh, for Prosper. Uh, m- you know, they could be using a carousel of pitchers, including her, um, Marissa Mejia, Abby Beasley, some other names to look out for. So it could be a pitcher by committee mm-hmm. they may maybe don't have that bona fide ace like they did last year, but they have some players. They returned plenty of players uh, from, from last year's squad, you know, that did some damage, that did plenty of damage, and I think... Uh, they'll do more than just uh, compete in 96A.
1: Prosper uh, checking in at number ten in mm-hmm. the in the latest edition of the DFW Fast Pitch rankings. Uh, two other schools that are in that mix: uh, Plano ranked at number five, Allen ranked at number eight. Um, with Plano, you know the Lady Wildcats won District 66A last year. They went all the way to the state semifinals. Great season, and they've got plenty of ammunition back from that team now. The biggest thing, though, is is that they graduated three of the top four in their batting order. Three <laughs> yeah. kids that won all district superlatives. Emily Knight, Bronny Roden, and um, Lindsey Edwards. So, just uh, not just bringing, not just factoring in what those three brought from a leadership standpoint, but I mean, of the nine spots in your batting order first, third, and fourth are arguably the three most important. So, how Plano had to kind of reshuffle the deck in that respect, Um, you know, talking with head coach Justin Pipek the other day, um, you know, the plan is right now to slide uh, Kate Boddy, who was initially the number two hitter, she's now leading off, um, and then moving uh, catcher Zoe White up into the uh, cleanup spot, and then Plano's going to be rolling with two freshmen, hitting second and third in their lineup, uh, Kaylee Blackman and Bella Bishop, so to have already thrust that level of responsibility on two freshmen, very interested to see how that plays. out, Plus, um, they're kind of pulling a page out of last season's playbook, and that um, you know one of the big storylines during their playoff run was the emergence of Audrey McNeil, Mm who was um, you know was their I guess their their number two pitcher during the regular season behind uh, Bronny Roden. Um, McNeil took the reins though in the playoffs and did a great job in helping pitch that team to the state semifinals. They're going to be alternating between two pitchers again this season. You have McNeil back, plus they're also going to give Mackenzie Ridley, their sophomore, some reps too, and the. The thought process behind that is, you know, one of the reasons why Plano feels uh, McNeil was so ready to go and ready to pitch those big innings in the playoffs was because of the experience she got in the regular season. So, kind of taking that similar approach in case you know they need to call upon Ridley, you know, down the road. Um, It's you know Plano's record's only seven and six. You know they've gotten a little bit hotter as of late. Mm -hmm. They do carry a little bit of momentum into district. In in victory though, so just seven and six, they've outscored those seven teams that they've defeated by a combined margin of ninety-two to five. (laughs) Nice. So it's it's kind of learning how to how to adapt to games where the offense doesn't come as as readily as it is in some of these wins. Um, but nevertheless, I think we all anticipate playing to being a pretty pretty solid yeah, team. Yeah, they this get year. the
4: benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I mean after that run last year yeah. for sure. And ditto
1: for uh, for Allen, a program that I mean I had one of the uh, one of the nice feel good stories within the uh, within the area last year. They clinched the playoffs for the first time in 13 years and just an absolutely thrilling regular season finale against Wiley. And just seeing how they kind of build off of that uh, that newfound momentum, knowing that they uh, they they do have what it takes to get over the hump and. And uh, you know, get to the uh, get to the postseason. Um, they do have um, a lot of pitching depth this season. Talking to head coach Philip Spaniel yesterday about that. Um, you know, Kelsey D'Elap and Alexis Telford have thrown the bulk of their innings. They also have Lauren Lopez, who's threw plenty of key innings for them last season. Um, you know, I, I think back to that game last year against Wiley and just how creative uh, Spaniel got with some of the uh, with, with the pitching because the rules of softball are a little bit different. So you can, like, he would throw Kelsey D-Lap one inning, throw Lauren Lopez the next inning, bring back D-Lap, and throw her hmm. the following inning. So I mean, I don't know if that's just going to be uh, you know that might have been just a one-time thing that they tried, but nevertheless, you know, Allen does have you know similar depth to what it had last year, so something they can definitely use to their advantage. Early on, though, the biggest bugaboo for them has been overcoming some injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of their uh, of their bigger bats are sidelined right now, and um, as you just talked about with Tatum Boyd, I mean, this just this is not the district that you can be short-handed. Yeah. You have to have your full deck in this district. So um, we'll see. You know, I, I think Spadel anticipates those players coming back within the next you know two three weeks. Uh, we'll see what kind of effect. That has just because again two three weeks that can be close to the uh, you know the midpoint in district play. So um, nevertheless yeah the onus is on Allen to uh, to shake off the um, you know any uh, any shortcomings in its lineup and see if they can make another charge towards a playoff spot. Um, yeah but that's that is a look at uh, Plano Allen you know, East West Prosper 96A should be another awesome district. Um, over in uh, I guess before we uh, you know we shift gears let's talk a little bit about a uh, little Elm Brian I know you had some notes on mm-hmm. them a little Elm team that uh, I think you and Justin Thomas are going to be having a nice Little back and forth this season because you were already on record of thinking that Little Elm is going to win District 85A in the same district they that houses a perennial juggernaut in the mm-hmm. colony. So, make your
2: case. So, me and Justin were, were texting, uh, I believe it was two nights ago. Uh, he said he was, he's going to be at that game tonight, Little Elm against the colony. It's a fierce rivalry. And uh, I said, "Well, Little going to win," and he's <laughs> and he just starts going on and on how they have the three best players in the district, and not even including the one going to Iowa State or something. I whatever. Well, they don't have Lauren Lucas in the circle. Lauren Lucas is the best. Well, I don't want to say that Jada Coleman's the best player in this district, but yeah. Lauren Lucas is a phenomenal player. Uh, in most districts, she would be the best player. She's the best pitcher. She's coming off a six RBI game a couple weeks ago against Plano East. Mm-hmm. She's coming off of a one hit shutout. Against Pilot Point, Pilot Point uh, last week in a three nothing win, you know this team they, they've they have four losses, but those losses are against teams like Wiley uh, and and uh, there's so many wins on here I can't even say and Coppell and Allen they're playing top teams they beat teams like Plano East and McKinney and Reedy a, a team that I believe the rankings have ahead of Little Elm Little Elm
1: number seven in these rankings yeah well
2: Little Elm um has beaten Reedy this year already they return a huge bulk. Of their their lineup, you know, including Izzy Fielder, Madison Adams, Alyssa Adams, Michaela Roy, all girls that have been two year starters uh, on the varsity team. This varsity team that has made the playoffs the last two two years, and they bring in Georgia uh, Georgia Heathcock, a freshman. Uh, starting at, at third base and she's batting cleanup this year so she's adding a, a new dynamic a, a new power hitter coming into the lineup for little Elm and so the rest of district 85a including the colony better watch out and little Elm came close to beating the colony twice last year. one of those uh, of those meetings was three to one because yeah. remember the colony was blown out everyone. It was it was the colony and prosper just destroying everyone in that district. Little um gave the colony some games last year. Now they're those sophomores and juniors are another year experienced. Lauren Lucas is now only a junior. It feels like she should be at least a senior by now. How much she's played for this program? Wichita State commit. This. Uh, Things should be interesting between uh, the colony and Little. The chance
1: year. for the Lady Little's to make quite the statement to be in District mm-hmm. 85 Five A. And speaking of the colony, that's a nice way to segue to our student athlete spotlight. Because yes, uh, Justin Thomas, you mentioned Jada Coleman. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best softball players in the country. Yeah. Uh, Justin had a chance to catch up with Jada to talk a bit about as um, as she prepares to enter her junior season, how she's feeling about that. How the Lady Cougars' prospects are looking for this season, and we will see. We will see what she had to say after a word from the sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast.
5: We're here with uh, Jada Coleman junior shortstop for the Colony softball team. Jada, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us on the Star Local Media Sports Podcast today. Of
6: course.
5: Well, you guys are opening district today. Big game against Little Lump, so I'm guessing you guys got to be pretty excited to get going today?
6: Yeah, of course. It's our rivalry, and just to open up to them is going to be fun.
5: Would Do you like getting a game like that right off the bat, or would you rather have a couple before you settle in and get into district before you take on your big rival?
6: Um, I think it's good just to to get it all in at one time, just to get ready for season.
5: We were kind of chatting a little before we uh, started recording here just about the weather and stuff. How challenging has that made non-district for you guys? Did it kind of cause any cancellations and slow things down, or do you feel like you guys are where you need to be at right now?
6: I think where we need to be. Like, it's it's a little chilly outside, so we're kind of prepared because it's been, like, 30 degrees and then we come out here and it's like 40 so it's not as bad but i think we're we're prepared
5: it's yeah, still a little chilly tonight yeah it's huh? a little
6: chilly tonight
5: if you can kind of see the uh, new field behind you uh, first, first season for the colony's new softball field and you guys are having a rid- ribbon cutting ceremony i understand you're giving a little speech today yeah are you guys pretty excited to get this park officially opened and everything
6: yeah it's beautiful like absolutely beautiful like we all love it it's like all turf and it it looks beautiful
5: i was going to ask you about that you the last couple of years you guys have obviously had a grass field and now you have the turf how does that make things different and do you have a preference
6: um, I mean I like dirt as like a as an infielder but as a slapper it's great because you yeah. can just bounce the ball up and then <laughs> you can beat it out at first but um, I like both of them
5: talk about how the season started for you guys you guys um you know obviously won state two years ago and then lost in the second round to the eventual champs last year yeah. how do you feel things are kind of progressing so far for you guys this season
6: oh i think it's gonna be good we won't see 40 until um state <laughs> so it's gonna be a little different but um we still gotta uh, play hard and just go out and people
5: You're a junior this year, so an upperclassman on the softball team this season. How are things different from you being kind of in more of a leadership in terms of your age and experience, you and some of the other players that you guys have been playing with here?
6: Yeah, I mean, um, when I was a freshman and sophomore, I really kind of just followed the juniors and seniors, but this year I kind of had to take that role of being, oh, I'm an upperclassman, like, everyone looks up to me, so, I mean, i kind of always had a leadership kind of in me, but... Nah, it's like, for real, like, everyone's looking up to me.
5: You guys have a lot of core from your state championship team still remaining. You, JC, uh, Carly, Matt, Coco. (laughs) Talk about some of the uh, younger players and players that maybe have bigger roles on the varsity this season and what they're bringing to you guys.
6: Um, It's good. Like, we have a new freshman, Olivia Wick. She is really good, and she came from American Freedom, and... She's a freshman and she just had to come up and play outfield and I know it's hard as a freshman just to come out here and play varsity like you never played a high school game before and then you had to come and play varsity and then she even got moved to third so I think they're doing good like some people got moved up from J.B. and they're handling the pressure pretty well.
5: What does some of you and the juniors and some of the seniors what have you kind of tried to tell some of these younger players as you guys have get into district and hopefully obviously the, the playoffs will here in a mm-hmm. couple months?
6: It's just to breathe it's it's It's, like, a hard thing to go through as, like, a high school, like, student-athlete. Like, Mm
5: -hmm.
6: grades come first, and, like, staying out of trouble comes first, and then... Coming to the game is after that.
5: I remember two years ago in the playoffs you guys had a big showdown and it was uh, mom versus daughter in the in the dugouts. Oh
6: yeah, that was my favorite. You,
5: now you have um, you've been having Ashley here working with you guys with the colony. What's that been like for you last year and this year having your sister around?
6: Um, it's a lot better. I feel a lot more comfortable because like sometimes she'll get on my side, like when me and my mom kinda get an argument <laughs> at home. So she'd be like, No, she's just a player. So I mean she evens it out more with me and my mom, but um it's great having her here. She's a good spirit. To have on the field
5: I mentioned the Forney playoff series it kind of got a little look on your face there yeah. um, what is the motivation of this team coming into the season and what are your expectations and what are you guys hoping to accomplish
6: I mean just going at them and just playing defense and just taking good at-bats against them Savannah like Savannah's a great pitcher and just taking good at-bats against her is probably like the biggest thing that we can do And just through everyone that we play is just taking good at-bats and playing good defense
5: just try to focus on the little things and yeah, that'll get things. you where you need to go yeah how's um just uh, the junior year for yourself gone so far how have you gotten off plane i know obviously you played volleyball too and mm-hmm. have a pretty busy schedule how, to, how have things been going for you
6: it was good i mean i went into volleyball season and then i went to the junior national team tryout and i went right into softball so i've been doing a lot lately but i think um all the time, just keeping my body in shape was good.
5: Talk about that junior team tryout and being selected, only one of two juniors in the whole country, just got to be a pretty awesome feeling to just talk yeah. about that process and what it means to you.
6: Um, it was great. I remember laying in bed and my coach texted me and told me and I was like, Oh my God! Like my dream has come true. Like when I was in elementary school, I used to write it down that like I wanted to be an Olympian. Like that's like my goal, and it actually came true. And it's like it's still surreal. Like I haven't like had a USA jersey on. It's just it's crazy.
5: Yeah. So um, volleyball. Are you gonna do track and field this year at all, or is that?
6: Uh, I don't know. I'm going to try. It's been really cold outside, yeah. and then we've been playing a lot of tournaments that, like, get delayed, so I haven't gotten out there yet, but I hope so.
5: You seem like you're the type of athlete that could excel in any sports. Did you play all sports growing up, or was there any you didn't that you actually didn't enjoy or you, you weren't good uh, at?
6: Well, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. I wasn't really good at soccer. I played yeah. soccer a little bit, but um, I did gymnastics and basketball, and, like, I did all the sports in middle school, but, yeah. yeah, I think that's what made me the player I am today, just knowing, like, different aspects of the game all the way around through every sport
5: do you wish there was a way you could still play all those sports or do you like kind of narrowing it down to a couple now and really focusing on those
6: really just focusing on volleyball and softball like it would be my dream to play volleyball and softball Oklahoma like I absolutely love volleyball and I don't know they're both great so
5: but right now obviously softball is your focus so um, good luck tonight getting started against Little Elm for you and the Lady Cougars and thanks a bunch for taking a few minutes to join us on the podcast thank you Thanks to uh, Jada Coleman for joining us on the podcast this week, and I guess that's a pretty good transition to the second half here as we continue talking uh, <laughs> softball storylines for the uh, 2019 set season. Here uh, we switched it up. If you noticed, I'm Justin Thomas, and I'm being joined by Kendrick Johnson and Devin Hassan. So, uh, gentlemen, we just heard from Jada Coleman. I guess uh, maybe that's what we'll kind of get things going. <laughs> um, you know, no disrespect to uh, District 66A. I think we're going to have some really Uh, entertaining races for the uh, playoff spots in the district championship there. I think it's going to be pretty competitive, but um, the storyline I kind of wanted to focus on was the Lady Cougars. You know, Two years ago, they were the state champions last year. Um, Finished second in the district behind a really good Prosper team and then got beat in the second round of the playoffs, but they got beat by the eventual state champ, Forney. Yeah, that was a
7: regional championship title. Basically, and,
5: you know, if you look at how the playoffs played out, they probably gave Forney their toughest game of the whole playoffs When that game, too, when they lost by one run, and they had a, a runner picked off trying to move into scoring <laughs> position there. Um, so I'm interested to see how the Colony um, kind of bounces back this season. They lost some some key pieces from uh, from last year, most notably Zaria Steiner. But, um You know, this team still looks to be pretty loaded. They have, you know, All-American, Jada Coleman, the number one player in her class, the Oklahoma commit. um, Special.
3: Must-see
5: softball. Must-see softball. A rare left-handed shortstop. She hits leadoff. She (laughs) hits for homers. She's pretty much a stolen, you know, a single is a triple almost every time she gets on base. She's so
3: female Ricky Henderson.
5: Female mm-hmm. Ricky Henderson. You heard it from Kendrick there. Um, <laughs> you think it's accurate? It's pretty accurate. <laughs> she plays shortstop not outfield, so maybe she's better than Ricky Henderson. And she's lefty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's lefty shortstop. And... Well, maybe I shouldn't divulge any information here. We'll keep that under wraps for now. This call we call you tomorrow. <laughs> Some other skills could be do- displayed this season. Oh, I'll put it that way. Put
7: a tease. Um,
5: but yeah, so she's back. You know, this team's low loaded up the middle. They have J.C. Hamlin. She's another junior. She's a Texas Tech commit at catcher. They have Carly Charles back in the circle for her senior year. She's an Iowa State signee. She was the MVP of the state championship game. They got a select
3: squad up over there at the the colony, bro. They got
5: uh, third baseman Madison Hirsch coming back. She was the uh, utility player of the year last year. She was offensive MVP two years ago. Last year, she was really banged up. Hmm. Um, She's a Kansas signee. She's probably one of the premier power hitters not only in the the area but in the whole state I would say you know she definitely has the potential to knock out 20 homers in the the season and then they have some younger players coming up you know that are going to be in line for bigger roles players like um, Alexis Favors Jody Duncan Michelle Tillepaw Adriana Hondrick so you know they have the core of their college signees back and then you know, some younger players ready for kind of bigger roles and I think this team's gonna be uh pretty
7: loaded again. I was gonna say if you got five D one yeah. starters, that's a yeah. pretty good place to start. Now our colleague Brian
5: Murphy he gives little only nod in the district. So we'll <laughs> see about that. But Fanboy. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking uh, the colony I think the colony's gonna win this district and I'm interested to see how the uh how the playoffs it's you know, it's we're just starting, but I'm already kind of looking ahead to the playoffs. When you have a team like the Colony, they're they're gonna make the playoffs. I'm so glad you yeah. i
3: you picked the Colony because um, um, on my team I'm picking McKinney Boyd to talk about because the year like two years ago they only won two games two or three games the whole year they went two full seasons not win a different yeah, game. Full
5: of good transitions today,
3: huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I think I know they, what you're about to mention. The, they shut out um, the Colony that same traveling squad with all the D ers <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> um, but um, because of their ace pitcher Kenzie Cackley, who's thrown no hitter, she's got six shutouts, and she's the reason they went from like two or three wins last year as a freshman to fifteen. And she threw for she had 247 Ks. I think five shutouts last year. So she's only gotten better. She's and off, she's hit home runs this year. She's off to it again this year. She's huh? off to it again this year. And I think this year they're gonna be uh, a dark horse in 96 6 A. And they're gonna get some. I think like one is gonna get somebody to win. Like they're gonna be in the playoff mix. Because yeah. they're like you can just see they're building. And they got a great coach and um, Furt, She's um, used to be coaching at Keller. She's a coach at Keller. Yeah. She won a couple of state titles, mm-hmm. and they got Diana Martha. She's one of the best catchers in the area. She's going to uh, University of Raska Kearney. She's their senior leader, but the team will go as far as Kenzie Cackley can take them. The chick's a domino player, and she's very special.
5: Should be a tough district to get a playoff spot. If oh you know, yeah, there right. with. Um Plano schools and Prosper and some of those. You know, give me wins in that uh, district. You
3: you, you get your personal best just to compete up in that district. Absolutely. Devin, what are you kind of
5: focusing on this year? What's got your eye as softball's getting rolling here?
7: Well, I don't have a specific team. I do have a specific position, and that's uh, pitching. We all know uh, just how important (laughs) pitching is in high school. Uh, We've seen over and over over, uh, during the years uh, that a pitcher can single handedly carry a team to the playoffs uh, in certain situations. So, there I do have a couple of proven commodities. Uh Sachse actually has a, a, a wealth of riches with Matty Boyd, who was the MVP in 106A last year back, as well as Caitlin Lusk, who's another who was a pitcher of the year two years ago. Uh, but they're kind of the aberration in, in my neck of the woods. Potit uh, Mesquite and well,
5: Nord- on Saxe, how do they do that? Do they usually pitch both of them in the same game or do they try to kind of stagger them and just one start Re- way
7: Re- Really? Matty Boyd yeah. his Shoulders load in the bigger games. I mean Caitlin was was capable two years ago as a freshman Mm -hmm. um, they both have been trotted out there that district is not real tough so you have a lot of run rule games where it doesn't really matter Um, so but in in the playoffs Matty Boyd pitched Uh, but Caitlin Lusk is is kind of a change of pace uh, type pitcher so I mean she can be brought upon But, uh, but yeah like I say um Poteet, Mesquite, North Mesquite, four-year starters trying to replace them. Uh, most notably, uh, Poteet with Maya Stevenson, who signed with Marshall, has already been making an impact for at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know this first month it's just been kind of trial and error trying to find somebody to take up that reins because not only were they four-year starters, they were the one you know the one yeah. pitcher that they you know would log ninety-five percent of the innings yeah. out there. Uh, Poteet, uh Ina Rainwater did pitch a little bit when Maya Stevenson got hurt during the portion of last year, so she does have ex- some experience. Uh, Uh, Ariana Chapel is there. Uh, for new head coach, Amanda Lales, so Botet has a very strong playoff or playoff tradition in softball, so those are the two that they're kind of going to turn to on the mound to get it going. Mesquite, North Mesquite, a little bit more uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are teams who have struggled despite having those kids on the mound uh, for four years. Uh, Giselle Hernandez and Brianna Santa Maria have pitched for Mesquite so far this year. Carson uh, Lampkin did get some, some experience for North Mesquite, but not much last year. Uh, Caitlin Brown's another one that they've been rolling out. Uh, a couple other teams, Rowlett, uh Christian B. Song was their chief pitcher last year, pitched her sophomore and junior year as well. Mm -hmm. She graduated, so they're breaking in new pitchers uh, like Ashton Norberg, who's got a little bit of experience, and Ashley McElroy, who's back uh, back, uh, her first year here. Um, And then Sunnyvale I wanted to mention because they've won back-to-back district championships. Uh, Uh, Cassidy Doyle was their MVP, um, I mean, was a dominant pitcher last year. Uh, She's graduated, so Sunnyvale's looking for new arms. So that's kind of the main thing I've been looking at early on is just – I mean, the most important position without a doubt. And there's just so many question marks that haven't been answered yet Mm -hmm. and probably won't be answered until we get through going here, you know, here in the first couple couple weeks of districts.
5: Well, there's a cursory look at some softball coverage. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. For Kendrick and Devin, on Justin, and check back in next week. I'm guessing we'll transition from softball to a little bit of hardball, so some baseball coverage next week on the podcast. Thanks, guys, and have a good week.
0: Looking to hire top talent in your community?